If you stopped by a pizza shop last night, you probably saw a zoo of kids and parents all eagerly awaiting their pies, possibly wearing a pumpkin costume. Halloween is the busiest night for pizza shops around the country. It makes sense. Who wants to cook when you could be out strolling the streets on the hunt for candy and bragging rights to best costume? We've been talking a lot about pizza in the past month. First of all, because pizza is amazing. And second, because we have this new podcast called Dough Dynasty. It's all about Michigan pizza. And so, amid the refuse of candy wrappers, pizza crusts, and empty dipping cups, we bring you a conversation with one of our all-time favorite pizza chefs, Brittany March of Detroit's Village Pizza. This is Stateside. I'm April Bear. Chef Brittany was not zookeeping last night. Village is only open on the weekends at Detroit's Alkebulon Village, a venue that provides recreational programs and more things like culinary education to young people. Now, if you've had Chef Brittany's pizza, you know that she is serious about keeping her toppings seasonal and fresh. I think a couple of weeks ago, someone had harvested some uh, squash blossoms. We flash fried those, threw those onto pizzas. I'm a huge herb person, fresh thyme, uh, fresh chives as the finish on pizzas. You notice anything? No meat. Many of her pizzas are entirely vegan. But her pizza isn't just about the toppings. It's also about a perfect crust. One of the ways that we love you best is for your crust, which is so pillowy and chewy, but also has that crispy crunch on the outside at the same mm. time. I mean, what is your secret? That's a great question. So my secret is hydration and patience. Uh, those two combined uh, over the last few years, I would say five years, have done a lot for developing a dough recipe. It's pretty much the foundation. I don't care what pizzeria you're talking to, right? The dough literally uh, is the foundation for any pizzeria. And so if you got a good dough, you can take criticism anywhere else and easily modify it. But the hardest thing to modify is the dough. So in the development of the specific Detroit-style recipe, when I mentioned hydration, right, there is a formula called Baker's Percentage in the pizza world, even in the baking world, that allows the chef to see how much each item is from a percentage, whether they're making a batch for two pizzas or making a batch of a hundred, right? It allows you to do a sliding scale for how you scale up or down your recipe. And so through the baker's percentage, you're able to see, okay, my pizza has this much water in it. It represents this much percentage of hydration. And when you're doing a Detroit style pizza and you want the that flavor profile that you just mentioned, crispy on the outside, airy, cloudy in the middle, you got to raise the roof when it comes to the water. I'm not afraid to share that my hydration is at about between a 70 and 75 percent uh, level, depending on the weather outside and the other things that are going on in the kitchen. Wow. That could raise the temperature. Um, and then patience, right? Everyone's recipe from Italy, which considers their uh, dough Neapolitan style, all the way to Chicago, whether they're using the thin uh crispy cracker crust or doing their deep dish, right, is patience. Letting the dough, the 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 six, the, the four to six ingredients in your dough, giving it time to do what it wants to do because it involves yeast. Yeast is active, right? So 
There are a lot of different ways to move a dough faster. There's a lot of different methods and products that you can add to your dough to get similar results. But when you take the sugar, the yeast, the water, the flour, you mix it with minimal touches and allow for it to sit between 15 minutes and sometimes two hours. That is how you develop that taste. Folks may have uh, picked up on the fact that you were mentioning jackfruit. That's a very popular meat substitute. Uh, your secret superpower is that you are, <laughs> in fact, yourself a vegan. <laughs> and, yes. And many, many of I, mean, I, I have seen you. I have seen you incorporate some non-vegan products into your pizzas, but you have great skills in terms of vegan pizza making. Are there challenges to like how you make this work in a way that you know people still identify it very much as pizza? When I first started here at Akiba Line, we're in we're off Van Dyke and Harper. My company's name is Is Food, but the collaboration between Akiba Line Village and myself is called Village Pizza and our ghost kitchen slash pop up concept. I had three different menus: I have a vegan menu, vegetarian, and what we label as meat, which we do turkey, pepperoni, and Italian turkey sausage and chicken is called the carnivore menu. And so when we first got it going, you know, it didn't bother me, but it made me laugh that I, I called myself a vegan pizzeria with other lifestyle options. But 60% <laughs> of who were coming to get pizza were that people ordering off that carnivore menu. Every once in a while from week to week, certain people who weren't vegan would just give the vegan pizza a try because of the push of the marketing. And a lot of them felt like the vegan version was, if not better, but on the same par as the meat and the dairy cheese. So over time, you know, it's just really trusting the product, trusting the process and not forcing people to be a certain way. And hence the options. You know, I grew up eating turkey and fish and chicken options. And to your point, when I think of pizza, Right. It's a Friday night. It's a Saturday night. It's a Monday night, a Halloween night type of vibe where a whole group of people from the amount of four to 20 people are enjoy eating together. It's just one of those foods that I think promotes community. Right. So mm -hmm. I never have wanted to shy away from allowing people to eat how they eat, but giving them an alternative option that I see as not necessarily better but something that can curve some of the things that we experience with our digestive system, if that is a better way to state it. Totally. This must have happened many times, but do you still get a little buzz out of having someone who is not vegan try your pizza? Maybe they don't even really realize what you're, <laughs> what you're doing and then seeing that look on their face. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's actually really interesting when you see people, uh, say that, hey, I'm, you know, I never want to try anything vegan. I don't want to try, I don't like mushrooms and I don't eat vegan food. And I have to say, okay, let's drop the label. Like, what are you doing when you eat an apple? Like, what are you doing when you eat a salad that doesn't have meat on it? Right. Part of that is being vegan. Let's just drop the label. And then when they open themselves up to try it, right, to your point, the look on their face, Really, they don't have to say much. The look tells it all as they're chewing. So every time I see that, it's something that, you know, that I enjoy because it reminds me, you know, that I'm doing the right thing. You know, that the concepts that we are coming up with as a group in the kitchen, right, are being received well. So I take it as a compliment, to be honest. We need to take a break. More with Chef Brittany March in just a minute. 
Support for the Stateside Podcast comes from Kalamazoo College, offering a personalized education that combines critical thinking, curiosity, and creativity. Committed to preparing students for meaningful careers that make a positive impact on the world. More at kzoo.edu. Support for Michigan Public's Stateside Podcast comes from Lake Trust Credit Union, working to empower financial well-being for Michigan consumers, businesses, and communities. Committed to financial solutions and advice to support people and families. More information at laketrust.org. From an outsider's, you know, civilian perspective, Detroit seems to have quite the vegan food scene. Is that is that true? Yeah. To your, is that true to your experience too? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I would say Detroit's culinary scene, just to, to broaden it a little bit, is just it's blowing my mind. Um, I'm going to a lot of restaurants that have, you know, let's just say, for instance, the owner of Mad Nice that also owns Townhouse. So a lot of these restaurant owners that have been a part of our community for years now, developing second and third restaurants and having full on vegan menus, right? Uh, take it for, I think that's in Ferndale public house, you know, mm-hmm. they have a, an establishment, you know, anyone that eats in several different types of way can join, but they have a whole menu dedicated to vegans. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so to see just across the board, the culinary scene, like really get, the I think the respects it deserves with the James Beard nominations over, you know, like so many, I would say three to five chefs locally that have gotten James Beard Bearded nominated last year. Uh two chefs, you know, on the scene for uh the show Chopped, which is a national show, all having respectable vegan options, right? Right. So the two things, the 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 food scene in Detroit getting, I think, the justice it deserves. And then two the vegan community having an option in these beautiful establishments that are doing great things for the scene of food scene in Detroit. Village Pizza is a weekly pop-up right now. If people want to check you out, they need to do it on the weekend. You also have a full-time job during the week. First of all, when do you sleep? So it's funny you ask that. Like, so in the beginning of the year, I called myself like really determining how much time I, I put, I have for myself and, uh, a week in a day, I, I boil it down for me besides my sleeping time, like two hours of active time for myself. And it is very important that I take it. But it's all about just like the pizza, you know, patience and taking my time and being in the moment. You know, when I'm at work, I call where I work my biggest investor for what I do on the weekend. And people laugh, but it's just to me technically what's true, right? What mm-hmm. I do during the day funds, you know, and has jump started me living my dreams. So I have to keep that intact uh, in order for me to be successful with the pizza business. And so just keeping things within priority, keeping myself, my health first, right? I don't work out as much as I'd like to, but that two hours to three hours that I have beyond my sleeping time, enjoying it, right? Not being hard on myself, uh, pushing myself in the, in the moments that I have to push, getting the rest that I deserve when I can get it and, you know, scrolling YouTube for creativity, for recipes and, you know, even if it's vegan or not, right, is is how I get through. So just blocking off time, staying true and disciplined to my calendar and making time for myself and uh, always having fun, whether it's 
who's investing me in me, which is my nine to five primarily, and the people that come and support us every weekend. Have you penciled out what would have to happen to start doing pizza and, and the other kind of food that you make full time? Yeah, yeah. So uh, working through my business plan now, finishing up the final touches as far as like cost analysis, operation analysis, and you know, part the part that I'm on, I'm seeing down to how much pizza I would need off the jumping, you know, off the gate, how much I would need to sell in a day to get to be where I want to be within a year that would pay people beyond minimum wage that are working in the kitchen mm-hmm. and allowing me to, you know, live the lifestyle, which even though I live pretty minimally now, right, if I can just have that, uh, you know, the first two or three years in the business, I have it down to how much pizza we would need to sell in a day, yes. Do you see that being something you can reach? I think so. The great thing about what I'm doing here, it's not about, you know, at Akibalon, it's not about the money. It's it's really rooted in community and teaching the kids week to week, different culinary skills. And honestly, you know, before I did this at Akibalon and before I started the the pop-up business where we were going from place to place, I did my, I would say, an internship at, uh, shout out to the Garden Bowl Theater, which is a, a gym and a staple in Detroit. It's like a three-in-one operation. They have a, the oldest bowling alley in the country. Uh, they have two concert venues, and then they also have a pizzeria. And I interned there. I call it an internship because my main primary goal of working there was saying, I know how to make pizza. I have my recipes developed, but I've never worked in a pizzeria. I don't even know how to fold a pizza box. I don't know how to do inventory. right? So I spent at least four to five years in that you know, space, just trying to understand one, is this what I want to do? And two, you know, how do I go about doing it? So to answer your, you know, your first question. Yeah. Like I, I think that that, you know, what I'm doing here is just a simulation or, you know, the other part of the, you know, it being a community thing, teaching kids thing is, is that it's giving me an opportunity to have an internship part two. We're making money. We have great clientele, you know, repeat customers, new customers, exposure through, you know, people like yourselves. But at the end of the day, week to week, I'm given an opportunity to be able to see how can I replicate what I'm doing with a little bit more resources to get to that goal. And I I can definitely foresee it. Like you were saying, for most of us, pizza is this thing when you need an easy option, when people are looking for a chance to spend some time together and, you know, eat together, something most of us agree on. It's got a certain simplicity to it. That doesn't Mm. seem like something that would be as ready available to someone as busy as you. (laughs) What, What do you do when you want pizza? Do you just make one yourself? It's funny you say that. So I, I decided in spirit to do this interview inside of a Kibalon village. So yeah, before I started this interview, I made myself a pie. So yeah, honestly, I, pr- I made a promise to myself through this stage of getting to a six day week operation that I would prioritize eating my own pizza when I want a pizza <laughs> just so that I can taste it and be intimate with it and feel things out about it. And I'm sitting here in front of a pizza where I've scarfed down two slices. And when we get done, I'll finish the rest. What What's on it? So I put some kale on it. I put some vegan pepperoni on it. Uh, I had some chili oil left over. Uh, I have some peppers on it and some vegan Parmesan cheese. That sounds delicious. 
Chef Brittany March of Village Pizza and its food. It has been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very, very much for your time and for all of the slices you put out into the world. Well, I appreciate you guys. I think the excitement around pizza from you guys is what's needed. So thank you. I appreciate you guys for uh, allowing me to come on. And that's the Stateside Podcast for today. I'm April Bear. You can find full Stateside episodes at michiganradio.org. Hey, if you liked what you heard today, please do go check out episode four of Doe Dynasty. It is all about Detroit style. Just search for us in your podcast app. Today's pod was produced by Rachel Ishikawa. Other producers on our show are Mike Blank, Ronia Kabensag, Mercedes Mejia, and April Van Buren. Our intern is Olivia Moradian. Our executive producer is Laura Weber Davis. Music for the pod comes from Blue Dot Sessions and from Audio Network. Thanks for listening. I'm April Bear. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Hi, I'm Rebecca Williams. I'm Lester Graham. We've been working on a big project about Great Lakes birds called the Bird Connection. It will look at ducks and trumpeter swans. Egrets and herons. And piping plovers. Yes! We'll discuss what we've discovered at a Michigan Public Issues and Ale event. Including how some problems for birds are problems for people. It's at Arbor Brewing Company in Ypsilanti the evening of May 21st at 7. You can register at michiganpublic.org.